Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I never forget the first time you went to deliver me these hideous fucking <laughs> shoes, bro. You still have those shoes? They were some Jordans. They go, I want you to do sta- Statue of Liberty. You know? My brother has them. I remember them shits. I was like, oh, I hadn't, I didn't even own an airbrush gun at the time. Really? You know the story of how that happened, right? How I fucked it up on purpose. Did I ever tell you a story? No. I thought I told save you. This, oh, save this. Save this. Oh, I thought I told you a story. No, I didn't hear this. Man, wait till you hear this bullshit oh, yes. accident oh, yes. that turns it changed everything. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> this is the best way to start it off. Yeah, you know. You know it. I thought you knew so you it. Know for what? You, you know. I always that. talk about it in my interviews, and I'm like, people are like, when they ask me how it happened, and I always tell them that like what happened. They're like, they give me this face like. No, I'm like, yeah, that's know. exactly how it happened. Yeah, this is nice. Oh, we're just going. Just go. All right, bro. You okay. got it. I, I, now I want to hear it. Now Tell me. Saying? I want to hear it. So bro. then, yeah, so when I started, I remember you had given me those ugly Jordan shoes. They were, they were yeah. hideous. Yeah. And you were like, hey, Mark, do the Statue of Liberty, which I didn't know what that meant. But I told you, uh-huh. yeah, I've done this before. Like, oh, there's tons. I didn't even own an airbrush gun at the time. And I remember... <laughs> I remember getting the shoes. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So I bought my airbrush gun. I Googled what Statue of Liberty meant. Basically, what it meant was a weathered shoe that looked like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Green, gold, rust. I was like, all right, let me get all these colors. So I started spraying it and spraying it. And I wasn't liking how it came up. I must have done like 30, 40 layers in the shoe. And then you had texted me. Hey, how's it going? Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I really don't want to send this photo. But And I was working at the time on my kitchen with my acetone, my paints, everything. Uh-huh. So I remember sending you a photo, and I, I wasn't happy with what I saw either. Uh-huh. And you're like, it's okay. And I remember hearing that being so mad, and I took my phone, I threw it. It hit a jar of acetone and then falls on the front part of the shoe. So I quickly grab a kitchen towel and wipe it. So if you look at those shoes now, it marbleized all the colors. So when you look at the front of that shoe, yeah. it's like it looks like granite. It looks yeah. it's beautiful. And then I sent you another picture. I was like, haha, oh. just kidding. And you sent me the heart emojis in the eyes. I was like, perfect. Oh, it was a pure accident. And then so when you liked it, I had to purposely spill acetone on the second shoe, wipe it down, because what had happened was all the layers of paint, when uh-huh. the acetone hit it, they kind of blended. So when I wiped it with the kitchen towel, it looked beautiful like a granite countertop. And I thought I, I, I thought I had told you that no, story. No, I didn't know. I had no <laughs> for idea. years, I didn't tell anybody. Like, for the first five years, I didn't tell a soul, no interviews, anything. And then I just, one day, it just kind of slipped when I was speaking to somebody. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. and then the face that that person gave me, they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't tell Nolan either. And they're like, wow. And that's, that's kind of, it, it's always been like a crazy accident turned. Since then, we're here now. And... There's no acetone mistakes here at all. Like, no. You've, you've come a long way in eight years. I mean, regardless, I know you, you thank me, but I'm not the one painting these shoes. I'm not the one that is talking to guys on a daily basis trying to figure out what they want to put on a cleat. Like the vision, I remember when I would tell you when, we were, when I was playing, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. But you were the one that actually did it, and I would always give you leeway because I knew you were always going to do the best thing possible. And I used to love it because if my cleats were good, I was playing amazing. There was, there, was no, <laughs> there was no debate about it. But when I didn't get the cleat or I had to wear a cleat another week, oh. I felt like I had no powers. Like I felt, <laughs> I did not feel like myself, honestly. For, so yeah. for you, you, you've, I mean, for me, when I played, you changed my career tremendously because I've always been about fashion. I've always been about it starts from the bottom up for me. My feet is, is what makes my money. 
So I want to look good from the bottom up. And every time I had my cleats, I just felt like, woof, I got the power. Here we go. And I, I would feel great on game days. And I know that's what you can continually do for guys. And here we are now. You're, I say, I tell everybody, you are the creator of Week 13. Not the NFL, <laughs> not these big-name players. It's you because there was some stuff that you had to, well, shoot. At the time when I was with you, it was like, we were in it together at yeah, one point, we, man. We were. It's, it's it's crazy to me, and like I always tell you, and I know my mom seen you at an airport and stopped you, and yeah. like, you literally have changed the course of my life, and I and I will forever be grateful it's to you. Bad. And it was like we went from strangers to friends to family, and it was no. just like the journey we took together was was amazing because at the end of the day, what we decided to do, nobody was doing. So exactly. we basically kind of opened up these doors, and back then it was like. Never forget the first cleat that you actually wore was the Jordan, mm -hmm. which was like a Dallas Cowboy color, but you played for the Dolphins. Yeah. It was like, hey, make this Miami. Yeah. And I remember doing it, and it was just like, wow, this is really cool. And yeah. I was like, man, you can't get the shoe in the store. And then it turned into that. And, you know, we went through roadblocks together because it was like at the beginning, there was so many things I didn't know, like, mm -hmm. the, like the Dolphins rule or the NFL rule where – to me, I always thought the Dolphins' colors was aqua, orange, and white. That's but if you had a cleat that had more than 10% orange, it was illegal, and it was a $5,800 fine. I was fined every week. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> it was crazy to me. So then I was like, man, I, I learned a lot of those things. And then the, the whole infamous Nike letter came out, which I thought my career was over. I remember um, you were panicking. I remember. You know, remember it was. I, I remember getting a phone call from a client. I can't remember who he was. Uh -huh. And he said, hey, man, oh, I, Brandon Gibson. That's who it was. Yeah, okay. And he said, hey, Mark, I'm so sorry. I was like. What? What's up? He's like, you didn't see the pamphlet, and I was like, no. Somebody mailed it to me coincidentally, mm -hmm. so I get this pamphlet, and it was a three-page from Nike saying mm -hmm. what you could not do. They had seven photos. Mm -hmm. Six of those photos mm -hmm. were my living room counter, I and I was like, oh I my, my, my career's over. You know what saved me? And another crazy story was the day before I had just got in Twitter for the first time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. So I remember sitting so sad, like I was on the verge of tears in my office, and my mm -hmm. mom came up to me. She's like, "Listen, just be thankful. You met a lot of great people. You had, a, you know, you did, you did a lot in the, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of years. You did this." And I just remember sitting there being so thing, and then my phone goes off, and it was my first Twitter like tweet that I ever received, yeah. and it was from Adidas saying, "We saw the pamphlet. We promote creativity. We'll be in touch." Yeah. So I was like, "All right." So then. That kind of led to my relationship with Adidas, and then we ended up doing the University of Miami football team. Mm -hmm. So, but it was it was a bad couple hours. It was it was I remember, and it was like with you because you, you were my guy that literally started it all. You would always talk about it to your teammates, and I'll never forget that first package that we mailed you with all those Jordan high tops that yeah. they were only available in black. Yeah. And then that night, I had eight Dolphin guys hit me up, and it was just that. it went from you to eight to fifty to by the end of the year two, I was a couple hundred guys and. I mean, now I look and it's like, it's crazy to me, but I've done numbers where it's like, there's 1,600 guys in the league, more or less. I work with the 11 to 1,200 of them. And it's just like, man, and, and I love what I, I don't even call this work. This to me is, not, not that I would do this for free, mm -hmm. but it's one of those things, if I had to do it for free, I just love it so much that I could. Yeah. And it's just, it, I, I paint all the time every day and then I'll sit in my studio and it, it's probably a bad thing, but I could sit there for a day and not realize that 20 hours have passed and I've been there for 20 hours working because just I enjoy it so much. And it's, and then the, the reactions, because now I love FaceTiming guys. Like I just, I want, I want to see that first reaction when they see it and then, what they say, it's like little kids. It's kids on Christmas, and these are typically athletes are not guys that are easy to impress. Yeah, like, they're guys exactly. that can get anything, do whatever they want. So when I see them light up like a 10-year-old kid on Christmas, I'm like, all right, so I, I did my job here. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's all a testament to, to the opportunity I had. You were the, literally the one that opened the door for me, and yeah, I had to walk through it, but... 
I would have never walked through that door had you not opened it for me, and, yeah. and I'll, I'll forever be grateful for that. Well, no problem, man. It speaks to your creativity because, like you said, you have 1,200 guys. Each guy has something different. And I don't want to go by the University of Miami thing because that is big because you did a whole team and coaches, mm -hmm. not just shoes. You did cleats. You did <laughs> you did the equipment manager. You did the strength conditioning coach. You probably did the water boy and the mascot yeah, probably. for the University of Miami. <laughs> and I, I, I think through these past eight years, I don't think you've gotten enough credit for your work because you've done some of the biggest name guys in different sports. And it's not just like you look at it to show off. Like you're not just saying, oh, I, I did this guy, I did that guy. You actually have relationships with guys that mm -hmm. you keep and guys are recurring customers because you do so well. Like for instance, right here, this is a prime example because there's a message behind the cleats and there's yeah. so much TV exposure now, Instagram, that is focused on guys and their message and their cause. So for you, when a guy comes to you, what in your mind allows you to be as creative as you can be when somebody says, hey, I want this done, or hey, I want this done? It's hard, it's a great question because it's difficult because one of the biggest things I've always feared is mm -hmm. like, so I, I pride myself on one of ones, like mm -hmm. I'll never duplicate it. Mm -hmm. So I always fear like whenever that juice runs out, whenever I'm like that creativeness, but. Yeah. Thankfully, to this point, it's it's come natural. Like sometimes I'll have a hard time, but you know I've I've now narrowed it down to like three processes. Mm -hmm. so, so I'll have the process number one, which is probably the easiest, but it's the one I least like. Where I call it the IKEA, where you hit me up, you're like, hey Mark, I want a purple toe fade to pink middle. Like they literally will give you an instruction manual, yeah. which is it's great because I don't have to think. But the downside is I don't I don't get to be creative. Yeah. Then, which you have the other one, which is hey, I play for the Dolphins. Do do you? Yeah. And that's fun. Um, but it gets challenging because like I've done thousands of dolphin <laughs> shoes in particular. So, but I like it because like I'll get to have a conversation with the guy. And then my favorite, which is where ninety percent of my guys are now, we'll jump on a phone call, FaceTime, Skype, something. And then if it's a new guy, an old guy, we'll just I'll just start picking their brain. Like, what mm -hmm. is it you want? Well, like in this case, this was Deshaun Jackson. He's like, "Oh, Mark, I really want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman." And I was like, "All right, well, what are you thinking?" Mm -hmm. He's like, "Man, I really like the purple colors." And we'll go back and forth for five ten minutes, and then I'll pick up information from that. And then I'll sit there for a couple of minutes and say, all right, well, let me just go to town. And I don't do renderings. I don't do sketchings. I don't do pre, like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, just go. So accidents have to be turned into, that's what I meant to do mm -hmm. situations. Um, and yeah, it's, it's literally been one of these things that thankfully my creative side, which I never knew I had, because the only people in my life that ever told me I, could, I was good at art was my mother, which I think it's her job, <laughs> and my junior high art teacher. Um, those are the only two people in my life that ever said, you know, you can do art. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a jock. I played sports, yeah. and I was an entrepreneur. I sold sandwiches. Like no, like I didn't paint in front of people. Yeah. Um, so it's it's crazy to me, but it's it's. I think what what I was meant to do was this. Like I, I was meant to create art, and then I'm a sports guy, so it allows me to be as close mm -hmm. to a game. I, I, I as a kid, I wanted to be an agent, mm -hmm. and then I realized I didn't want to go to law school, mm -hmm. and then obviously I played football, but my I stopped in college. Yeah. So it's like this is the closest I can get, and and I almost feel like I have an advantage because while a player only plays for one team or an agent only has his guys mm -hmm. my my roster is endless I could play for any team I can go to any team and I, I build such great relationships with guys and that's that's another thing I pride myself on where anybody can paint and I've always said there's a better painter than me there's a better there's always going to be somebody better than you but what I try to separate myself from the crowd is that like the A to Z experience like mm -hmm. I will give you that A to Z experience I will turn a impossible situation I got you 
and listen, at the end of the day, cleats are important to guys, but their their job is more important. So they're worried about prepping for the next week's team. Yeah. And they'll forget to tell me on Tuesday that they need shoes for Thursday night football. And mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, and I'll get that phone call Tuesday yeah. at one in the morning. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Mark, <laughs> listen, we played Thursday night. We got color rush jerseys. No problem, no, no, I got you. Wednesday morning, I'll get in the studio, do your shoot, overnight it, get it to you. Because I I refuse to say no to people, which is the bad thing. But at the same time, I think it's what's built me to where I'm at now. Mm. But people know they can rely on me. And Mm. people know that if I say something, I'm going to do it. Even though the the circumstances may be not the most uh, possible ones. But it's something that I allow myself to to be able to retain people when they come back year after year after year. I, I rarely ever lose anybody yeah. just because of the experience. And if I do lose somebody, which has happened, for somebody who wants to do it for free or somebody that wants to undercut me, um, they typically come back. Mm-hmm. Only because, yeah, well, I may charge X, they may charge $2 less, but, hey, they missed my first week. Mm-hmm. Hey, second week they were late or wrong color or the quality or fell off during pregame, which is all stuff I've had to deal with. So now it's just like make sure you give somebody the A to Z experience. Make sure that you feel that they feel that you're giving them 150 percent and do it every single week. That's good, man. Like, like I said, the first time I wore mine, we were in Houston. It was a preseason game in 2012. Mm-hmm. Wore it out to warmups. Almost every guy was like, "Yo, where'd you get those? Jordan makes those now." I was like, "No, it's my buddy. You know, I need his number." Like everybody, and it's just so crazy because you've met so many guys. You've done so many projects what is the best one mm-hmm. and then what is the worst one you don't have to name names okay but you can just say experience. i mean you can, you're gonna be able to figure out so I would let me give you the to. worst one and, and i'm sure everybody's gonna be figuring uh-huh. out so i had this one experience not long ago i've never p- painted a helmet in my life mm-hmm. so let's just call this player x player x i'm gonna call him so player x and the nfl had a riff mm-hmm. over a helmet okay So his helmet was no longer approved by the NFL for concussion protocol. Understandable. So I get a phone call Friday morning. Mm -hmm. Training camp, by the way, starts Monday. I get a phone call from an agent. Hey, Mark, we need a a very peculiar request. Um, I need you to convert this team helmet into this team helmet. And I'm like, okay. um, All right, I could do it. And they're like, but we want you to paint this team logo. I was like, listen, oh listen, is this going to be used for a photo is. shoot? I know it is. And yeah, I figured I you are not. It is. <laughs> Most people will. And, and well, the crazy part about this, so I'm like, listen, I had a working relationship with this team. Yeah. And I called the equipment manager. I was like, listen, I've got a helmet for somebody that needs um, you know, the full decal. They're using it. I don't know what for. No problem, Mark. So they... You keep going. Oh, okay. So they're like, I don't, I don't know what happened. So I was like, can you overnight me the whole setup? The logos, the stripe, the NFL. They sent me everything. So I color matched it. Coincidentally, I had this team assigned helmet from somebody I did work for. So I was able to color match the color spot on. I attached the stencils. I even called the equipment guy to figure out placement, how they went. Painted the face mask. Put the whole thing together. Finished it in about 16 hours. Like the next day, I had a, a project with Puma. I got home, finished it. Um, so, oh, to revert the story. So Friday after I get this phone call, this player X is supposed to come to my studio, drop off the helmet. But of course, player X can't make it. Mm-hmm. Please come up to the house. You know, you know, please, we'll, you know, we'll take care of you. All right, cool. So we go up to this player's house. I pick up the helmet, you know, gives me a signed jersey, really cool, gives me a little tip. All right, cool. No problem. No, no issue so far. I do this helmet. Okay. Little did I know the controversy this helmet would cause around the NFL. I didn't post it. I didn't do any of that stuff. So next day, so 
originally they wanted the helmet by Tuesday. Yeah. Training camp started Tuesday. Sorry. So I was like, all right, no problem. But then I get when I get to pick up the helmet, they're like, hey, we need it for tomorrow. I'm like, or I'm like, wait, what? Like I I can't do this. Yeah. Please, we'll make it worth your while. Trust me, financially, we'll make sure we take care of this. Me being the person that can't say no says, all right, cool. So I don't sleep that night. Paint through the night. Finish. It looks gorgeous. But I'm still worried in a, you know, in a, in a huddle, you have 10 of one thing and one of another. You're yeah. going to spot it. Yeah. Whatever, no big deal. Paint it. I call the guy. Hey, listen, I'm ready to go. Like, I finished. Wow, it looks amazing. Come on, you know, come back to the house. I'm like, all right, here we go. Another hike up north. So I get to the house, get there. Very weird scenario. So I turn in the helmet, take a photo, get an amount of money that was a joke, to say it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I leave. I didn't count the money at the house. Mistake number one. Put it in my pocket. You know, it is what it is. Forgetting the fact that I got paid peanuts on the project to turn it over, which is impossible. Let's get to the next part of the situation we have. Mm -hmm. Next part of the situation we get to is all of a sudden, player shows up to training camp with his helmet on. And it's on every news outlet how he is wearing an illegal helmet during training camp. Needless to say, I get a call from the equipment manager saying, hey, Mark, you know, I didn't know. I was like, I had no idea this was what it was for, et cetera. They shortly released them thereafter, um, and you know we've never dealt business with again with this person. But that was probably the worst experience I ever had, and there was a million other things I'm sure I'm missing out in the story. But that was probably the worst. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, over the eight or nine years I've been doing, I've had amazing experiences. Um, some of the top ones to me, believe it or not, when you first wore the preseason ones, we were I was stressed because I remember this this thing where you called me and asked me to do it, and I told you no. Like you kept yeah. wanting me to do this, and. Yeah. I was like, Nolan, a sneaker, you could be careful. You know, you don't have to worry about it. But in the game, man, they're going to step on you. It's going to peel. You're going to look like crap. I'm going to look horrible. And I was stressed. And I never forget, like, hey, let's try it for the preseason if it works. So I'll never forget, like, it was in Houston. Then the next game was in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I remember we have seen tickets. And with binoculars, I just stared at your shoes the whole time. (laughs) And I'm like, is that a crack? Oh, my God. And my mom was like, just relax. Like, whatever's going to happen, going to happen. And I remember you called me after that game. And you're like, hey, they're fine. Like, I'm going to send you, you know, the, the Jordans or whatever that came through. And that was probably one of the, the highlights looking back. Um, the time I got to do the fight for Mayweather and McGregor, which was another out of this world. Got a phone call on so Wednesday. Funny, I, so I got funny, put man. on a plane on Thursday. Had to paint through the night in, a, in, a, in his suite. It was so funny, out of man. this world. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I would say my top ones or. Marshawn. Marshawn's another one that got me into heat. So Marshawn, going into the the year that they won the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. NFC Championship game was against Dallas. He called me that week. He's like, hey, Mark, I got gold bottoms. I want gold cleats. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no gold in Seattle's uniform. (laughs) Man, I want gold. And he doesn't speak too many words. So Marshawn is exactly what you see on the new. So it's just one word answer. So it's kind of hard for me. So I get the shoes. I get... Somehow I get gold paint, I get 24 karat flakes, put it in it, spray the shoes, gorgeous. Friday. I typically post the shoes up. Mm-hmm. I tag the person, tag the team. Man, my phone started blowing up Friday like 20 minutes later. NFL Network, ESPN, can we use your images, TMZ? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And I told Marty, he's like, oh, that's so great. So I called him on FaceTime to show him the shoes. Mm-hmm. And all I heard was, oh, they're wet. And I said, like, no, 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 they're dry. <laughs> they're dry. And he's like, no, 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 they're wet. And I'm like, what do you mean they're wet? I was like, no, look, they're dry. He's like, they wet. I didn't hear the lingo. I didn't understand what he was telling me. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, man, they wet. They bad. <laughs> and I'm like, they bad as in bad, bad, or bad as in good? 
And he's like, no, bad isn't isn't bad, but good. And I'm like, oh, so that's what wet means. And that's how I figured out what wet means. Um, So I I ship him the shoe. I got a call the next day from Troy Vincent, which was head of the player, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the NFL. He find me all the time. Oh, he's a very. I was on the phone with because (sighs) of your police. I had to defend my case. He's he is he's an interesting character. Um, And then so Marshawn was basically told behind the scenes in those 24 hours leading up to Dallas, if you wear these shoes in the game. We're going to kick you out of the game. What do you mean you can't kick me out of the game? There's no rule against it. And then they went back and forth for hours. Marshawn was livid. It wasn't my fault, and he understood mm-hmm. it, and he knew with it. But long story short, they said, you're right. We can't kick you out of the game, but we can throw an unnecessary uh, – we could throw a flag for uh, equipment, which they never yeah. throw this flag in the NFL, but they yeah. can if you don't wear a certain particular outfit. Yeah. Um, they're like, we'll throw it every single time you get on the field. That's crazy. Needless to say, Marshawn weren't in the game. Nothing really happened. But then Marshawn wanted me to touch them up for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's when it that's got. When that's I when it got intense. Yeah. The shoe blew up everywhere. Um, and then Marshawn, being Marshawn, that we all thought he was going to retire after the game, wears it for pregame, which was probably mistake number one. Just mm-hmm. wear it for the game. Yeah. So he wore it for pregame, and sure enough, starts blowing up, oh, twending yeah. on Twitter, yeah. whatever. And there's a photo that somebody sent me where you see just before they already announced him, he comes out running with them. Just before kickoff, Pete Carroll's on the sideline talking to him, and Marshawn likes taking the shoes off, throwing them pissed. Because it was probably a conversation where Pete Carroll was telling him, hey, you can't wear this because yeah. they're going to flag you. Um, and that was probably the most controversial. But it was, a fun, it was a fun project to do, but it was the first time that I really saw like how many people followed me that might have not been there for the right reasons. So I had a lot of like what I called spies, whether it be for Nike, whether it be for the NFL. So they were getting the inside scoop on what players were going to do prior. So then, because of that, I started posting the stuff after the game. So allowing people to get yeah, away with yeah. get away with whatever they wanted to get away with. That's true. And it came full circle, man, because the NFL eventually reached out and started that whole My Cause, My Cleats, and I'm very thankful for it because it allowed me, they used me. The first letter they notified the teams were like, well, here's a, a couple customizers that we refer. And I went from yeah. NFL's hated person number one to, here, we most, recommend this guy. Most valuable player. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of the way that the cards was dealt, and it's it's been amazing ever since, man. I, I love it. I do. <laughs> Every time I see a picture, it's just like, how can you do something better than he's already done? Because mm-hmm. you, you've dipped into football. Basketball is a whole other story, and you're in baseball. And you're probably in tennis, golf. I mean, shoot, <laughs> almost every sport you can think of. Mm-hmm. And like I said, so many athletes... Who is, and I've seen it a bunch, you probably know the question, or the answer to the question, who is your favorite guy that you've worked with to date so far? <laughs> oh, man. It's, you know, it's hard. I will always, so certain people have certain spots yeah. for me. So you will always be the number one because, again, without you, there's nobody else behind you. Without you telling me, yes, you're, you're number one on my I'm list. your homie. So you're, just, you're, just you're always, all right, side. so we'll put you I'm aside. So outside of you, man, I have a lot. Um... Who do I like to So I have a lot of guys that are consecutive, and those are the guys I really like because the guys that show their loyalty week after week with mm-hmm. me. Deshaun Jackson, which is this year, he's yeah. one of those guys for me. Um, Drew Brees is probably yeah, really yeah, high on that yeah. list. And it's funny because I was talking to him on the way here, and this year we're going to do every game. like, And every game has he's a message. To it. He's committed. Like, he, like he turned into... He used to do pregame, but now like he basically inquired more about the rules, mm-hmm. uh, what you can and cannot do. So mm-hmm. we're pushing that envelope right to the edge, and yeah, yeah exactly. Deadly. So he's 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 got a, a you know he's got a model of faith, family, mm-hmm. football, which yeah. is kind of what everything's going to relate to going into season. And he's got stances of what he believes. So he he's That's up cool. there for one of my guys that That's has true. really become amazing. Um, 
Bam Adebayo for the Heat. He yeah. is another yeah. guy who he introduced me into the basketball world and has been nothing but amazing. And he's just one of those guys. It's just like I'd call him to the house if I was having a pool party. He would just show up, like really? all seven feet of him. That's dope. Uh, he's a cool dude. Um, and then a lot of guys, you've actually opened doors for me. So like, uh, what's this gentleman's name? Rodney? Uh, oh, McLeod, yeah. Okay. McLeod, he's one of the guys that every week guy for me. Yeah. Um, let me think. Jaleel Dai, which now is a free agent, but he was an every week guy. He was he's a San Diego kid. Okay. He was one of my first years. I mean, I know Jaleel, yeah. Uh, Rashad uh, yeah. Jones from yeah, Miami, yeah. he was because of yeah. you. Cam Wake was because of you. Jamar Damn. Taylor was because of you. Um, I'm trying to think of all the guys that just jumped board because of you. Koa was because of you. Well, I think uh, it was because they saw, because I wore a couple, and then once guys started seeing that, each week was different because I was always getting something different. Yeah. I was like, look, Marcus, if you want this to work, here, there's 12 pairs. Yeah. Like, let's do something different every single week. And every single week, I was just like, man, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank God. Here we go. We're about to ball today. And I would never, it would be just like this. I would never wear my cleats. I would be superstitious mm-hmm. when you painted a cleat. I don't care if I wore it the week before or two weeks before. If you painted it, I would not wear it that week until game day. Yeah. Because I felt like if I wore them before... I would not feel the same if I wore them on game day. Yep. I was just that superstitious because I knew how much work you put into my cleats for me. I did not want to mess it up. I didn't want to crease it. I didn't want to get any scratches on it before game day. I was like, look, people are going to see these designs and what he made before the game. And then when I'm at the game, I've had receivers look at my shoes and be like, damn. Yeah. And it's funny because I've had some of those same receivers call me and be like, hey, I saw your work on the field. And and then I would see who you played. I'd be like, yeah, that's where he saw it. They always look down on my feet. So It's true. You know, and that's the craziest part. So you were like a walking billboard for me. So every time you wore it, and then I got the next guy, and then the next guy, and then you covered a guy, and then you tackled a guy, and then your teammate, your backup, because I remember Jamar Taylor, like his, his rookie year. And he's taken me. So what I love about these guys is like, same with you. Like you were in Miami. Then you went to Philly, Philly earlier, yeah. and then you went to Dallas. So yeah. it's like you've taken me everywhere you've gone, and you've introduced me to people on every, like Miami, you got me the whole team, and Philly, you got me people like Rodney. Then you went to Dallas, and I had people like, there was multiple guys. And yeah. so every time, like, it, it's hard for me to say this, but it's so true. Is like I love when people get cut and released and traded. It's the just, best for me because it's just like if he was loyal in uh, San Diego, he's going to be loyal in Houston. Yeah. But now everybody who saw him in San Diego that I work with, they're not going anywhere, but now I got Houston open up for me, and now yeah. all these new, hey, where did you get that? Yeah. And it just kind of led to one or another, another. And then I would, on, I never forget, every time I see trades, I'd be like, oh, that's amazing. Even if it was Miami, which was my team, or it was you, I was like, oh, no, no one's going where? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't have anybody on the team no. right now. And that's how it kind of went, man. And, it, and it's just, it's ended up being a, a true testament of, to the loyalty of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they speak highly about me, which is to me still mind-blowing the way they talk about me and it's because of conversations like that that people you know whether it be you or like Orlando Scandrick on one time mm-hmm. talked to Des about me and Des mm-hmm. Bryant hit me up because of it and Marshawn came in through Jerron Johnson Jerron Johnson was Jamar Taylor's roommate mind, in man. Boise so it literally was like how it happened was like from you to your backup Jamar at the yeah. time Jamar went to Boise State Boise State his roommate was uh Jerron Johnson yeah. who was played for Seattle yeah. I do a pair of shoes for him. Marshawn Lynch is walking by on a Monday night football and says, what are those? Yeah. And then that's how that started. So it's like, dope, it's been great, man. It's 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 what I call luck. Like, it's been amazing luck after. I've, I've literally worked so hard, but I always tell people, I was like, man, I've just been at the right place. I've met the right people, and I've and they've been amazing to me. That ain't luck. This <laughs> ain't luck. That, for everything. Like just li- I'm looking at the little things in the cleats, and I just yeah. 
I don't see luck because I tell you every time, this is your work. This is you. Even though somebody's telling you, hey, I want this or I want that, they're giving you ideas, mm -hmm. they're not going to paint it. You're uh -huh. the one that's doing the artwork. This is art. This isn't just some hobby for you. This is something that you've developed year in and year out. Every single year, I just look, and it just seems like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I, I didn't think there could be anything bigger from the Super Bowl when you were at Microsoft. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, oh, this wow. is huge. Yeah. And now here we are. You're the man behind Week 13. You're the man basically covering the NBA. You're the man covering MLB. You're the man just, you're all over the place, man. So for you, I, I this is me coming from you. Don't say you're humble. Don't be humble like that because you have shifted the dynamic of a culture in a sport that is based on artwork, fashion. Like that's yeah. what is on display because now just TV contracts, just exposure from just guys all over the world wanting to express themselves. Guys aren't, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not somebody that's gonna be able to express myself to the media when I'm playing because I wanna keep things tight knit or I don't wanna make it too personal. I wanted mm -hmm. to keep it only about the game. But when I want to, I want my shoes, other things on me to speak more volumes about my message. And especially with everything that's going on now and, and just yeah. with these cleats here, speaking about who Mr. Boswin is and being the Black Panther and being the idol that he is, how it speaks volumes to what Deshaun wants to do and what he wants to portray. Because this isn't just for the cleats, it's not just a character. This is somebody that symbolizes with all the madness going on. Mm -hmm. He was somebody that symbolized at least some type of hope, some type of fight. And the fact that he's gone, how do you carry that on? And it's similar to what he did with Nipsey. It was the same yeah. thing he did with his cleats, and I'm pretty sure you, yeah. you had a yeah, did he was that the one that to me for that. So yeah. it's the message behind the cleats and what guys are feelings and their expressions that you you bring to light more than anything else. And I, I don't think that should go unnoticed. Other people will look at it and be like, oh, whatever. They're looking at the ball, but... Most of the time, if I see somebody's cleats that are bright or catches my eye, I'm like, oh, Marcus probably did that. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking in my mind. So don't, don't ever think that, man, because this is, when people look back at it, they'll see the dynamic of how you were responsible for this. It wasn't those other guys, those other popular ones that did name brand guys and just wanted the clout chase. It's you wanting to do it because this is your passion. Yeah. Now, you saying you never had any type of experience besides <laughs> your elementary teacher in art. Yeah. Now I'm like, where, how? How I, were you able to develop this over time, though? It, it's so hard. You know, I, I, I lived and learned. I, I made many mistakes along the way. Like, mm -hmm. that's the crazy part about it. And I guess part of me being a perfectionist when it came to these things was, like, there were so many battles I had behind closed doors yeah. where nobody saw. I was by myself. It was 4 in the morning on a Friday, yeah. and I was painting, and then I've, I've burnt holes in shoes. <laughs> I've, I've literally scratched paint off, and it's like, but I've, it took me years to figure out, and I still learn new techniques. Mm -hmm. Um, but the main thing, you know, with art, typically when you get art, you put it on the wall, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. But with this being wearable art was a very tricky scenario. So I had to figure out a way to still make this, you know, athletically able to perform, mm -hmm. but not look like, like junk after yeah, 10 minutes, exactly. which was, which was a hard lesson. And it was a lot of painting my own shoes and running around my own apartment and going up and down the stairs and trying to see when I would crease it, what happens, mm -hmm. and figuring out a way and, and doing little tricks, that stuff that I look now and I'm like, man, if I had told myself nine years ago to do this, I would have said, you're crazy because how can you do that to a shoe? Mm -hmm. But it, it's, it's evolved and it's gotten to the point where it's, it's, it's become like a regular thing now. And like you said, like a lot of guys, 
it's you know it was one of those Deion Sanders like look good feel good play great type of scenarios and I have guys literally tell me that if the shoe doesn't get there they don't feel that you've told I, you just I, said I, it like I'd be panicking, and it's man. crazy because it's so much I it's not even pressure because I enjoy it but it's like it's one of those things it's like I'm gonna look back decades from now and tell my kids and grandkids like you're never gonna believe this story and then every situation that it, you know and again it's it's put me in rooms it's put me in meetings it's put me you know, in places like the Super Bowl where it's like, man, I'm looking around, and I'm like, this is crazy. And then yeah. it's just like, you know, I get emails that I'm just like, this can't be for real. Like, not long ago, right before the Super Bowl, I was in final contentions with a handful of people for a Microsoft commercial. And I was just like, like, I remember, like, telling myself, like, man, like, I remember being in my kitchen by myself. It was just me and Nolan, like, doing our thing. And it's turned into this. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how the world has adapted to it. And like you said, you guys are very fashionable. And, you know, you're unfortunately, you're restricted in a uniform what you can show. Mm-hmm. Wristbands only show so much. So then the shoes was the only way. Because even behind a face mask, you can't, you can't even do anything to your beard, per se. Yeah. Like, maybe your dread's coming out. But the shoes was in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. And the shoes was something that people started paying attention. And now with the sneaker culture, the way it's basically blown up because um, of many different reasons cleats is one of those things where it's like well if you wear a crazy lineup of shoes outside of the field why are you not wearing something crazy in the field and and, you know you got guys wearing lubes you've got guys wearing you know yeezys everything and then it's just like but in the football field they're wearing plain black cleats plain generic it just it just doesn't match so then it came into this you know and, and and like you know like athletes are i always call them imagine a kindergarten or a first grader with all the money in the world and they want to outdo the guy next to him. Like, it, it always works out. Like, so everybody's got it's Lambos. Everybody has mm-hmm. Lamborghinis. Like, how do you make yours better than the next guy? Well, I'm going to put rims. I'm going to put a I'm gonna wrap it. I'm going to put a six system. It's basically what I do for shoes. So now you all wear the same shoes, but what makes yours better than his? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I got mine customized. Mine's one of one. You're never going to get it. And, I, and I've had fights with some, some guys, <laughs> friendly fights, where they've had me want to do a duplicate, and I won't do it. Like copying somebody else's? No, no, no. So and we're cool. Like Reggie, Reggie Bush. Okay. Uh, so Reggie was a very superstitious mm-hmm. guy. So I worked with him in um, Miami. I worked with him in Detroit. Uh, was it Detroit? Yeah, I think it was Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, and Detroit. he was a really cool dude. And he had a crazy game in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He had my shoes on. So he's like, hey, Mark, I don't want to repaint these. I want you to duplicate. And I was like, Reggie, I, I can't. He's like, well, what do you mean you can't? Like, they're mine. I was like, no, no, listen, like, I only make it once. I was like, I can just change one little detail, and yeah. to me, it's a new shoe. I'm cool with yeah. that. No, I want a McDenigal. I was like, Reggie, I can't do it. Like, I'll, I'll move your number, I'll move your letter. Long story short, we agreed on putting, I think, his initial on the tongue where he couldn't even see it. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny because we went, we bickered for like a good five, 10 minutes. Yeah, and then he, and then it's funny because I saw him randomly out after that. And in the middle of the conversation, like, hey, man, I, I just, you know, no hard feelings. I completely respect and understand why you told me that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, like, it was just, and he was really cool about it, really great dude, nothing but great things to say about him. Yeah. But it was funny because he wanted the same shoe, and I told him no. Like, the same way I told you no when yeah, you first no, called, which I, I look back, I and I'm like, Nolan could have literally hung up the phone, called anybody in the world. Think, they would have yeah. said yes, and then I'd never be sitting here. No, so it's like, that, that's why I always say that that door that you opened Oh. Was was one of them, man? Do you not see these? <laughs> I've held on to these. Oh. Shoot, I played one game in them. I think maybe two, and I put them up. Mm. And I said, "I you cannot make these again." And I remember, <laughs> I think we tried some type of version, like a yellow, just all yellow. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel the same as these. No, doesn't. like by far. It, this was, I don't know, man. There's something about these shoes that <laughs> you made these shoes. Mm-hmm. I played against Carolina. I played well. Jeff Ireland sent me a letter, like 
praising mm. me about how well I played. Really? I still got that letter, by the way. Really? And I honestly, I, I contributed to the issues. Oh. No lie. Because every time I look at the video when I had a pick, when I see the pictures, the first thing I look at is the bottom <laughs> shoes. And matter of fact, they're on the statue too. Yep. The Doob statue. Yep. So this is a testament to you. This isn't just me and what I'm doing. It's you as well. Like you help guys feel better about themselves. Build that confidence because it's, I know for us at Corner, there's only so much you can do physically to like look good and swagged mm -hmm. out, towel, socks, a little bit of tape, whatever. But when you have your cleats, it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> and everything else kind of just, nothing else can affect you. And you just feel that way. You feel empowered throughout the whole game. It doesn't matter ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've seen it, shoot. I've yeah. worn, I think one game I haven't worn your cleats. One, and I felt so pissed. Like, I feel like I betrayed you. <laughs> no, you know what's funny to me is because, like, I'll, I, you know, I, I never really played fantasy football. Mm -hmm. I played one year. Coincidentally, one of my first years painting. Mm -hmm. And I re quickly realized I was only drafting my clients like yeah. it, and it was so bad so I got out of fantasy football but with that like I'll find myself now I would watch every single game like I didn't care if it was the worst place Browns against the yeah. worst place Dolphins because there was people on that team that so I have a relationship so I'd find myself rooting sometimes even against my own Dolphin team because I saw you take a pick or I saw somebody and I'm like oh but he's wearing my shoes yeah. and it's like but he's scoring against your team and yeah. it's just like it, it became one of these things where I was rooting for players as opposed to teams, and it was great because, like you said, like you can feel, like you can see a guy's vibe change. Like, listen, ask anybody, ask any man or woman when they leave the barbershop or, or salon when they get that fresh cut. There's a feeling that comes yeah. with it. You can't describe it, but you have this 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 thing. You feel like mm -hmm. you've got like the superpower. Find your best outfit. You feel like you got this thing. Get your brand new car, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, so the cleats, so I could see it on a guy when I would, especially when I FaceTime. That's why I love FaceTime people. I will FaceTime and their eyes light up and it's just like, and when they get them and they, they send me these preview pics, I mean, they're going on the field in 15 minutes and I'm getting photos from guys in their yeah. locker room. Like these are Sounds sick. Yeah. I mean, you were one of those guys yeah. and, and I loved it because it was just like, they should be focused on football, which they are, but this is like one of the million things that they do for themselves to put them in the predicament they're in. So, mm. you know, everybody thinks that these football players, Sunday, they flip a switch, they can play. Like, they don't realize that they put in countless years and hours in the weight room and coaches and dealing with disappointment. And it's funny because to me, I'm less like, the cleat is like the most minute thing, but to the player, to your, to your credit, like you say, is like, if you didn't have your shoes, yeah, you didn't feel like the same guy. And it's exactly. like, I look back and I'm like, well, man, like, Nolan's been training since he was 10, 12 years old. And if he doesn't get the shoes, it's almost as bad as him, what, not working out for a month during yeah. Like, it's so, something to me is so insignificant, like, as far as the volume of it, but the overall package. Like, you can't have a car without a steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it's kind of, I guess, how, how you guys relate to it. Yeah. To me, it's just amazing. I'm glad I'm a part of this car because it's like, you score, I feel like I scored. I feel yeah. like I just, you know, it's you guys sign cool. these crazy deals. And I'm like, man, I just signed a And like, no, I didn't. Like, he did. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's amazing because then it's like, hey, Mark. I'm sending you 30 pairs of shoes, yeah. 20 pairs of shoes. Like that, you would do that, and guys start to do that. So it built like this thing with me. I'm like, man, like I, I feel it makes you feel very special, and it, it puts, you know, it makes my job easier because mm -hmm. it's like I know that I'm appreciated. Yeah. And I appreciate every single opportunity I get to do this because, again, like I charge for my stuff, and there's millions of people right now that would do it for free just to say they work with player Y, Z, you know, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. And in my case, these players are willing to give up their hard-earned money 
for me to do me on their shoes and and they need a certain type of swag and they need a certain type of feel and if they don't have it they don't feel like themselves and i'm thinking to myself like man like nolan trained for 20 years and like if he doesn't get this he's not gonna feel like himself sunday's done but it's true it's and it's it's a crazy it's not pressure to me but it's an amazing like i look at it like wow like it's just like hearing it is amazing and again that's why i will always give you the utmost credit because at the end of the day none of these shoes ever happen if you don't call me back that second night in a row the third like you call me yeah and that's actually that's to me what's even made it better because well we started as strangers as client you know and and then we ended up we built a relationship friendship like we've hung out we've done everything we've gone everywhere and now it's like we've become like family and like those are things like way past when if my hands fell off tomorrow like i still have that like that to me I'll is like paying for you yeah that's it i, 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 I put you i take over this i take over the the podcast and you and you and you can do it that's it <laughs> but it's like man. i walk away with those i walk away with those amazing friendships and mm-hmm. amazing to me that's like what it's all about and i've realized that the money's great don't get me wrong the money's amazing but what's way better than that is like i'll get a text message from nolan hey what's up let's go to dinner i'll get a a text for for the NFC Championship from Drew, like, hey, you want to come to the game? Like, cool. hey, you want to come to the Pro Bowl? I know it's a tough sell, and I'm thinking to myself, tough sell. Like, <laughs> Drew Brees is inviting me, and my girlfriend, to the to the Pro Bowl, and then yeah. we get there, and it's just like, hey, you want to have breakfast with my family? And it's like, here, wear my son's name badge. If anybody tells you you're my son, and I'm just like, okay, Drew, like oh, that's snap. so you build these these friendships, and yeah. at the end of the day, I always say like, these are people that I'll know my whole life, and I will, you know, and. I'll be able to work with them like I did, and then I'm sure their kids, like a day that the little That's man cool, becomes dude. a big oh, man, it's like he's wearing ready. customs because there's I'm no way dad's going to let him wear regular shoes. No, it's not and, anymore. No. And it happened to me, the most recent one was Ryan Clark. He, uh, so Ryan Clark was one of my every week yeah, guys, okay. and his kid has been good. And so in high school, we started doing shoes for his, his son. His, his kid is now, I think, at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Can't play without customs. And, he's, and I, like I told you earlier, like Donald Driver now, his kid's about to be a fresh, he's getting recruited from everywhere. He wants customs. I didn't never worked with his father. One of I loved his father as a Word football mouth, player, man. and now it's just like these kids are getting into it. Yeah. So with these guys, I like I look at you and I see your son Drew. All his kids I've done stuff for, so it's like I can just see the generational stuff. And I'm hopefully, I mean, not that I'm going to put pressure on him, but I hope that one of the the children that come out of me knows how to paint or is willing to learn how to paint because there's nothing I'd want to have more than to, to have them help me and then yeah. have them do it and then just sit back and let them run and see what they can accomplish. I'll tell you from my experience, you have a kid, it's, they're going to follow you because they're going to see their dad doing cool stuff and they're going to be like, oh man, my dad's my super, I want to do the same thing. <laughs> but aside from, you've done countless guys. You said 1,200 just in the NFL. I think it's like 3,000 guys you've done in the past eight years. What is the the thing that you want to focus on going forward for you specifically? You've done work for so many guys, but you as a brand, Souls by Sir, mm-hmm. what do you want that to be going forward? Going forward, um, wow, it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, I think one of the things that I definitely would like to see happen is at one point team up with a brand mm-hmm. and be able to, because my shoes, you know, they're priced at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of kids out there that are not fortunate to be in the NFL. They're 12-year-old kids in Pop Warner, mm-hmm. 14-year-old kids in high school. I want to be able to design something where it'll be a limited number run with mm-hmm. whatever manufacturer, but these high school kids can afford it. It's yeah. something you can get off the shelf. Why? It's custom, yeah, there's other ones of it, but they're all hand-numbered. They're all going to have their little things so that I could see the kid who can't afford mm-hmm. the shoe. Because, you know, listen, at the end of the day, we were all broke in high school. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't spend hundreds of dollars on a shoe that you're going to wear for six games. Yeah. So 
ideally moving forward, I would love to see that only because one, it would, you know, I could tie in with a brand and it'd be something, you know, that I could look back and be like, man, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. But more than that, just to be able to see a kid, you know, maybe, who knows, one of those 100 pairs, the kid might make it to the NFL, mm-hmm. but the other 99 aren't. And those 99 will still feel the same way that you felt on Sunday. Like, and that feeling that you have, I feel that everybody deserves. Because I, I remember as a kid in high school and, you know, when I played football, and it's funny because I never realized it until recently, but in high school I used to spray paint my shoes. And only because, so I played the end, mm-hmm. um, and we were sponsored by Adidas, and I used to spray the bottoms of my toe. Because way back when, what these kids don't realize now was we used to have to watch film on VHS and it was so hard to spot you especially when you're a D-line it was it was a cluster I played middle linebacker and D-end and it was so hard to spot me so I remember telling myself spray paint your shoes red so you can see the shoes and we so I was like all right so every game I I sprayed my shoes and I didn't realize that I had done that so like years passed and I was like oh wow you know I used to do this in high school but that feeling of those kids and the same thing if I didn't have a freshly painted shoes I didn't feel a certain way so I feel like every athlete deserves that male female like kid adult so I want to be able to do that for a lot more people than I'm currently doing it for I like that man I do like that bro I appreciate you coming on this has been I mean, we've talked so much throughout the years, but to finally sit down and talk with you and see your work again, I, I always tell you I'm appreciative of how far you've come. And you have, even though I've I've kind of helped you get to the door, you have you've gone through the whole house by yourself. I mean, shoot, I'm just sitting on the porch. I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Like you're, it's you. It's your brand. It's it's what. You've you've been able to show everybody else around the world, not just from football, but everybody has seen your work. And I think now is a time more people need to appreciate exactly what you've done because you don't, you're a humble guy, man. I, I tell you all the time, you just don't see the type of impact that you have. And what I've seen when I open the boxes of just guys and their emotions that are tied into just the happiness just being excited to see my cleats makes them happy to go out to practice, knowing that Nolan has these cleats. I can't wait to hit up Marcus so I can get mine for next week. That's what it's about. That's why I always I enjoy putting my cleats on display, not just only for me, but I knew that next week he's going to have three other guys that's going to hit him up. That's one of something. Then guess what? Those three guys are going to have 15 other guys that's going to hit him up. It's just been something that you've built. It's not something that is just a trend for you. It's not something that you're doing because you want to be friends with athletes. It's mm-hmm. something because... Like you said, you want to make a change. So I definitely appreciate you, man, coming on here and, and taking time out your busy schedule because you're more busy than me now. So oh, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on here and, and telling me about your story, man. Man, it's listen, it's been my pleasure. You know, since I've, I've met you, everything has changed. It's been amazing. And, and it's crazy because now, like, now you get to live the, the retired life out of the NFL. Yeah. But it's like, to me, it's funny because when you were in there and you were, you know, people don't understand like what you guys did before right. like when you're in the game and so you would give me all the time I needed when I would ask you about shoes so it's 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 fun, uh, funny to me now to sit here with you after so many years and talk about it because it's just listen it, I walked through that house but I, I, I will always say that you opened that door you were there like you were always you're always there so it, it, it's one of those things I wish there was something I could ever do to repay you because what you have done that's see, see, see what happened there? Don't worry about That's it. That's God talking some stuff to us. You ain't got to pay me so, back, man. No, listen, man, but it's one of those things that you have, I'm telling you, you have altered. And, and it's funny because me and my mom sit there and talk about our time and me and my girlfriend sit there and talk about it. You've literally altered the course of my life. Like, had it not been for you, I don't think I'd be painting right now. I'd be doing what I do, my entrepreneurship, which I love as well. But this, this was a detour I think I needed 
to do more than I, I realized at the time. And now I'm just so thankful that I get to basically play with paint all day. I, cool. I play with paint and it's so much fun, man. And That's it's cool, and it's man. all because of you. And I, I want to thank you a million times. I'm so proud of everything on the field that you did. And then even after, like, we've had multiple conversations about yeah. business stuff. And it's just like, wow, like he didn't he wasn't just an athlete like this. Yeah. This person was able to transition into the real world and it's an entrepreneurship and do a lot of things. And it's just like. It's so amazing to see you, and, and it's funny because we're almost the same age, but I look at you like, it's almost like a brother, like it's like a baby brother. I'm like, man, I, I remember you coming into the league. I remember you in the league. Now I see you out of the league, retired, and doing all these different things, which I find so cool, and hey, listen, I'm just so proud of you. I'm thankful for you, and, I, and it, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be so much other things we're going to do together. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it for real. You're the one that set the standard, so I'm only following you. Oh, I man. just retired three years ago. You've been doing this for eight years, so oh, i got man. five years. Listen, I need man, to catch up, man. And you're doing you're doing a heck of a job because I see man. that your your hands are busy. You're on you're on magazines. You're <laughs> like you're you're super dead. You're doing everything. So I mean, listen, Try, it's you're, you're a testament to what to what I hope one day to be able to do with my kid. And you know, in the entrepreneurship world, it's just you don't you don't stop, which is amazing. No, same with you. I'm just trying to match you, bro. So I appreciate you as always, man. Thank you. Definitely. My pleasure, you, always. You're the appreciate best. You. Thanks for having you me, too, sir. Bro. Love you, bro. For real. Yeah, man. love you Thank for you, sure. Bro. You will. I'm telling you, we'll be there. On the final day of my life, on my wedding day, my you'll be there in a whole whole shebang, man. I'm telling you. Super drunk on all of them. Ah, uh, this yeah. is correct, one hundred percent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.